Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio on Zoom by my good friends, my partners in radio, my partners in technology, Barnabas Piper, Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we had some tech issues this morning in our mm. in our respective studios. Um, Ronald, your computer is dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume this is the $20,000 MacBook Air you bought six months ago, or is this, a, uh, is this an older correct. model? Yeah, um, okay. it's, it's a few years old. It's hit its three years old, no good anymore for anybody. Mark. Yeah, baby. No, I'm using a Dell that's been working for about seven years. I don't know what's God, going on there. I got nothing for that. I think that I think the life of a computer goes down commensurate with like how many uh, like travel bags it gets stuffed into, you know, multiple <laughs> times a year. So. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I should be grateful this lasted three years then, right? Yeah, no kidding, dude. You're, you're looking at about three months on your next comp. This is like, I have like the dog years of computer stuff going on right now. No, it's unbelievable, dude. Yeah, unbelievable what, what your computers deal with, with all the comps and, and travel that they're put through. But baby, we're, uh, we're, we're glad to have you here on Zoom. We're going audio only this morning. Our boy wanted to go video, but, uh, but, we, but we clicked out. We got audio only. Yeah, there's some um, psychology behind why we've never done video. I'd, I'd love to unpack that someday. Maybe we can unpack. Uh, you want to you go now? You want to yeah. go a couple minutes on that now? I don't know. It's just so weird that like m- most people probably don't know that we never look at each other while we yeah. do. And there's something fascinating about that. Because here's the thing, like in the world of Zoom, that's the thing I hated about it. That's what I hate about it the most is that I have to look at myself talking and there's no, there's nothing worse than that for me, right? And yeah, so, dude, I agree a hundred percent. Like, I know what you guys look like, and I know what I look like. Why do we got to look at each other? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because it like it cha- it almost changes what I say when I'm looking at myself say it. Totally, totally. Again, there's psychology there. I get it. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on with that. But. What What would you say if we were on video? What do you mean? What's the well? Term? You said it. You said it changes what you say. I'm wondering what we're missing. Oh, I mean, I would just be. I feel so much more inhibited when I'm looking at myself. I don't feel free. I feel like I don't want to talk. I don't want to open my mouth mm-hmm. um, because I don't like how I look. And so it's, it's all of that. Baby, you don't like how you look. I find that hard to believe, honestly. I mean, you, you, you sent out the Christmas poster a couple of years ago. You, I mean, we're getting into stuff right now. We're getting into, <laughs> we're, I, mean, I mean, I need to lay down on a couch and you guys, you know, we, we need to be in like the CCEF national. Yeah, baby, you need to, you need to swipe your insurance card on the way into this thing. We're going to yeah, give you some therapy. Nice. Yeah. We're going to send you a Rachel Hollis book. You yeah, know, and I'm going to send you like a, I'm going to send you whatever your counseling fee is, obviously. Yeah. Baby, you know what? Listen, if you're a mess and you're disorganized, you're still beautiful. Okay. You know That's, what? There's a, there's a woman named Rachel that would like to tell me that. Yeah, I know it, baby, and I want to tell you that. Too. Well, no, she really wants to tell your wife that her husband would like to tell you that you are beautiful and, you know, keep pressing on or whatever his book was. But Wait a minute, Pipe. So that's right. Rachel Hollis's dude has a book as well. That's right. Yeah. Riding, riding wifey's like, coattails. Boy, wash your face or boy, boy interrupted or whatever it was called. Yeah. Dude, what do we know about it? Do we know anything about it? Because I'm, I'm looking it up right now. What's this Let's guy's see. name? Rachel Hollis, husband. Ray Hollis. <laughs> Ray, uh, Ray Hollis. Ray Ray. Um, Dave. Dave. Dave Hollis. Of course his name's Dave. I have no idea why. I just he is the CEO of the Hollis Company. Whoa. Yeah. Everything's coming together for me with what you just said. I, it Dude, it says the book is called Get Out of Your Way or something. Get Out of My Way. What? Hang on. Uh, um, get out of your own way. Yes. Dude, the Hollis brand God. is strong. Fella. Ronnie. Ronnie, the you, need, code you need to get out of your own way, Ronnie. Well, I, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Dude, look at the hair on this guy. Are you seeing this, Piper? The, like, wall oh, of yeah. hair? It looks like a... Like, when I was a little kid, I used to be interested in, like, tidal waves. You know what I mean? Like, tsunamis that would, like, <laughs> wash up on the beach and Isn't I'd look there at a pictures. Book that they, wasn't there a book we had to read in, like, elementary reading class about a tsunami hitting Japan? I feel like yeah. that was one that was as part of, like, our reading challenge. His, his to me, his hair looks like that tsunami. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Like the, if the forehead's the beach, the hair is the tsunami. Look at obviously, this like guy. Dave hasn't quite made it as big as Rach because like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I like I didn't even know that was his name until right. Well, now. He's he's the operations guy of 
their empire. He's, you okay. know, he's the CEO. The Hollis Co. Is company. what I'm, I'm looking at. She's the talent, the face, the product. He is, he is the operations guy. It's, a, it's really a match made in heaven. It really Guys, is. can can we go like two minutes on the Hollis Co. Just as a thing? I mean, only two minutes. I yeah, mean, yeah. Let's roll. roll I'm it. looking at this website, and I'm looking at a link called Hollis U, which I assume is short for Hollis University. Are they starting their own college? Uh, okay, I'm hovering over it. It looks like you can get coaching, Rachel Hollis life coaching, or Rachel Hollis business coaching. And Dave, Dave offers the same things. Now, Big T, I'm in, man. That's all I yeah, have. Yeah, baby, say. do you want me to cl- click on life coaching? Let's yeah, see what absolutely. Dave offers there. Oh, look at this guy, dude. He used to be with Disney Distribution, which may explain how she got her uh, enormous book deal. He looks like a Disney character. I'm looking at uh, people also searching for, after I searched for Dave Hollis, and I, we got a little, remind me to tell you something about Jen Hatmaker that happened to me in Target uh, last weekend. Before. Yeah, baby, I want to hear all about that. I'm looking at this picture of Dave Hollis on life coaching. It's black and white. Um, he's sitting at a, like a repurposed wood barn door desk um, with the requisite forearm tattoo. Uh, I can't tell what it says. Is he but... trying to be like a? Is he trying to be like a Donnie Miller? Is that like the deal? Is that his? Well, spot? dude, I don't know. He's got he's got the Nashville glasses on. He's got the real severe kind yeah. of like part and the tsunami of hair and a <laughs> tiny a tiny little computer and and this is what I need your help on, boys. Okay, just to like screen right of the computer, so it it it'd be Dave's left. It's what looks to be a abandoned stack of money. Are you guys seeing that? Wait, no, where, I don't know where you're at. Where, Maybe where I'm at? on the HollisCo.com slash pages slash Dave Hollis Life Coaching. Okay. All right. We gotta go oh, Dave, this is the Dave's best coaching. thing ever. So is the subtext there like I can help you get a stack of money like the one that's just to the left of my computer? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I would hope. I, I, I would hope that's the – I mean, if we're going to life coach – can we bring a little cachiche into it, Big T? Dude, what's the over-under on, like, number of minutes I could spend with this guy before wanting to punch him in the neck? Uh, I think it was before we started this episode. So what are we at, like, negative 11? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I look at this guy's video? I'm just going to play this. So apologies if the audio gets weird. I'm, I'm just playing it. Let's see what happens. Um, so it's, a, it's the black and white. It got all already when I clicked on Life Coaching with Dave yeah. Are you guys hearing the audio that I'm hearing? I'm not hearing it. No. Okay. It's pumping through your headphones, which is yeah. means it's great for the podcast. Dude, this dude's doing the whole like, and I've noticed this with middle-aged men. He's wearing the dress shirt and he's unbuttoning the first few buttons so that you can see a lot of his chest. And you see his tattoo when he's you like, see his tat when he rolls the sleeves it, up. It looks like he's sitting in like Chip and Joanna Gaines's living room and you see you know, his tattoo. You know what that reminds me of? What? I want to be yachtsman. Yes. Well, dude, oh, dude. you know, you know I'm unbuttoning a yachtsman. <laughs> this guy's not a wannabe yachtsman. This guy's That's... a real yachtsman, the kind of money they're making. Yeah, when Rachel's That's book fair. hit a million sold, I think that yacht was probably purchased immediately. Boys, what are the odds we could go to Hollis University? We could get we could get it underwritten by a sponsor, and we could get some life coaching from this guy. Any chance oh. that sponsor could just give us that cash, and we don't have to go to Hollis? You <laughs> exactly. That I feel like that bad. might be a win win. Is there ever space? Here's here's. I've always wanted to know this, man. Is there ever space when you are out there? You know, whatever you spend on on getting our sponsors, 40, 50 hours a week. Like, is there ever space? It's <laughs> To pitch it as, hey, we're going to brutally make fun of your product, but that's also good promotion. So mm-hmm. if you if you kind of like that angle of it, like this could be a good thing for you. Do you think Do you think anybody would ever buy into that aspect of it? No, because, well, maybe maybe if we are promoting like another podcast or something, depending like on that. the product, is what. Yeah, you're but the thing is, like, publisher publicists for publishers tend to be very sincere people. And so like, they're the ones who email me and they're like, we have the perfect book for your listeners and the author should come on your show too. And, and at, at which point I look and it's, you know, Rachel Hollis light. And I know that they, they a, don't have any idea who we are and B are really, they're just, they would never buy the idea of like, how about we do this and you pay us and then we just make fun of it for four weeks. Hey, I've got a, um, I've got an update. I'm on the Hollis Coast shop right now Ooh. 
We could get Hollis Co. hats, boys. They've got like Hollis Company like dad hats that we could uh, we could get for twenty five ninety nine. So oh, yeah, we'll have to get on a payment plan for those. But um, yeah, Hollis Co. hats. Now what, I've, what I've got a question. Hat, what kind of hats are they? I'm jumping back on the side. I need to. Look Dude, they look like dad hats, like that oh, low profile. Like the low profile. Kind of. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Which means it's the kind of hat that somebody like Dave Hollis would wear backward on all their Zoom videos. <laughs> that's true dude that's true 100 no but that would how would he get that low profile i've got a physics issue with that because how does how does the <laughs> low profile like there's not enough fabric to cover the tsunami of hair oh but the tsunami of hair is artificially inflated by by <laughs> high-end products that's so, true you know that's true if he if he has gone a couple of days without showering as one does when you're very earth conscious yeah. or uh or if you have just showered and haven't put anything in your hair uh, you can you can smash that down underneath, and then you get the little flip of hair that comes out the strap in the front when you're wearing oh, it backwards. Yeah, it's, it's really quite perfect. I got a couple questions, man. Like really two, and and one of them is going to segue us into Ron's thing about Jen Hackmaker. How many like what, what kind of fights do you think the Hollises have? Because you know that, that that Rachel's real intense. Do you think she's like throwing plates at this guy? Like I feel oh, like she could rip your face off in a fight. I, I have well, let, let me let me couch a scenario and then you tell me what the fight looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So CEO Dave yeah. um was formerly of Disney distribution before he left to be wait, the CEO. What? What's that? I know I'm just I'm like, wait, what? Really? Yeah, he, he that- used to be with the Disney company. Wow. Um, and so he left to be the CEO of Hollis Company. I think there was also a, you know, his position there may have been what put her in a position to get the big book deal because they were able to kind of work out some some behind the scenes stuff. All legal, but very much business dealy kinds of things. So this has been like a team project for them, the Hollis Company. Or has it? Because here's the fight that I anticipate. She mm-hmm. is the one who goes I am the talent and I'm the reason these books sell. And he's the Absolutely. one who says, yeah, but you wouldn't have a book deal without me. Fight ensues. Now you guys get to paint the picture of what this fight looks like. So Pipe, yeah, so for me, with, so yeah. So for me, what you're describing is, is this could be a beautiful relationship as Humphrey Bogart said, um, with the <laughs> exception that it looks like Dave kind of wants to have his own career. So Dave, if Davey was just the behind the scenes, like I'm, I'm making sure the empire, you know, continues to run as it needs to run. And Hollis is the talent and the face. That sounds like a beautiful friendship. But the fact that Dave wants to do, of all things, coaching and, um, you know, to kind of to kind of establish his own, you know, reputation and uh, his own star. That that just seems like a recipe for we're competing. We have competing egos now is what that is. Dave doesn't know his place, man. He's flying too close to the sun right now. You know, I mean, one could say that, Big T. That's I, I am saying it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going on record as saying it. <laughs> one could casually mention that in a podcast. Baby, they do arena shows too. Um, it's called Rise. I'm looking at Rise Wait right minute, now. Like they, the two, so that's what I'm yeah, saying. Do contribute arena shows, man. I'm, how much I'm, you want to? How much you want to bet? It starts with that Rise Up song. Uh, I don't remember who did it, but it was like the big pop hit from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I know what you're talking it, about. It just sounds like all the other pop hits, but it's the that's the Rise Up song. Dude, oh, have, all the white girls whole, listening know the one I'm talking about. But guys, they have a whole mm-hmm. like um, the Rise thing is like a whole host of authors, speakers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's John Maxwell, Hollis, Jen Hatmaker, Donald Miller. Oh man, I'm inspired just listening to the names. Oh yeah! Wow, it, it, it's live. Wound boys, it's lively. Dude, that's like everyone I can't stand all in one place. <laughs> that would be amazing. In general, get... this includes a happy hour and a dance party. FYI. You know? A dance party. Incredible. Dude, somebody needs to send me to that and then set the over under on like how many minutes I could sit in there and stomach it until I. I, will, I mean, we talked about s- pre show prep. Why don't we do a little recon every once in a while? We'll send you out, Big T. Then you come send back. Send me out, dude. And this will be yeah. like three ups for us. I would Absolutely. consider finding a sponsor for that. If yeah. you would be willing to get on Twitter and live tweet it. I would do. I would do it for, for work reasons for the show. I mean, I'm, I'm a part of happy rant co 
I'm the chairman of the boat division, and I take that very seriously. We so, know you do. We know oh, you yeah. do. Yeah. If, <laughs> if we were a company, what would be our respective roles? Like we've got, you know, CEO, CFO, chief marketing officer, chief information officer, like yeah. div- division. Like what, what are our respective roles? Mm, that's a great question. And how now do we do this without having a, a parting of ways? Yeah, we got to get a flow chart free. going. We got to write on glass in our offices and have some arrows. <laughs> <laughs> cast some vision about this no i'm i'm I, th- I think i'm chairman of the boat division that feels right to me um chief yachtsman <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what's ronald ronald's he's he's whatever whatever the position is in the company uh pipe that gets to like travel all the time chief uh, I, he's like chief ideator or something chief, like that I, yeah some bs like chief futurist <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah okay he just gets to travel, cast the vision, do the Yoda tweeting for the company. I'm the guy. I'm just, I'm the reticent. We don't really know what he does, but he's you know what, you know what, Piper, he's the CYO chief Yoda officer. Ah, <laughs> uh, I he like does, it. He chief handles Yachtsman, chief Yoda officer. And I'm like, I'm like the what chief do the stuff. Chief do everything. Marketing. You're, yeah. the CMO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're, you're yeah. obviously the CMO. That's not even C- you're the C- CFO C- too, Pipe, by the way. That's true. dude. That's a lot that's of, po- that's a lot of power and also boring. Um, yeah, well, I know with with great power comes great boredom. <laughs> that's true. With great power comes great boredom. That's a good see. That's good. That's corporate Yoda. There's my CYO coming out. That's corporate Yoda, um, and I oh. love it, dude. Dave Hollis could learn a lot from you. Maybe you need to get into coaching, baby. You know, yeah. So I'm looking at the rise, sort of the little the little thing that kind of plays like kind yeah, of the show, arena show. Rise, yeah, the promo looks like and them jumping up and down. Looks kind of like a Hillsong worship service combined with like, you know, Rachel holding the hand of Dave and them like putting their fists up like we're dominating. Dude, let me tell you something. Clearly they are. I don't ever want to see a grown man jumping up and down unless he's playing in the NBA. You know what I mean? I don't want to see a grown man <laughs> jumping up and down in that way. It makes you know what's me feel weird? sad. I actually agree with you for once in terms of a sports analogy. I totally agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just sensible. Yeah. yeah, when men high five, I'm ashamed to be a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the age at which, uh, you know, like you go to, if you go to like a big youth conference, <laughs> you know, and like the, the worst fans gets everybody jumping up and down, maybe even college students, like at what point does that become like, all right, y'all? No more. That's, yeah. that's I would say eleven. <laughs> okay, dude, eleven. Like like that age, Piper. You know, you were like this, I'm sure, and I was like that age. Wherever you wherever you are, you're like jumping up to hit the door frame. Yeah, just to like yeah, show how high you can jump or whatever. Why'd you leave me out of that pipe? I, I mean, uh, Big T, I, I hit the door frame all the time when I was a kid. That's baby, true, you did not. You were a door frame guy. Dude, I play, Yeah, absolutely. That's fascinating. Well, he was. I mean, you were into what? Is it motocross? Or did I get the sport right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, I played, but like I was a huge like, basketball kid and I, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so that's I, crazy. I like, I had like the door frame. When did you get too cool for all that stuff? Yeah, dude. I, I envisioned you in like a little black turtleneck, like sulking in the corner. No, no. At 11, <laughs> I got too cool for that because I, I started racing motocross. You discovered sulking. <laughs> I, I got arty and I discovered music and motocross and I didn't do uh, nerf, <laughs> door nerf, basketball. nerf hoop, nerf basketball anymore. Yeah, Uh, but you know those are the good times. That's in my life, and my life has been just that ever since, and I've been miserable anyway. Well, it's been just a complicated mess. It's been very complex. Yeah, very, very complex, very Very image driven. Yeah, that's right. Very image driven. Very Yoda driven. Very Yoda driven. (laughs) So Dave Hollis is getting jealous, Ronnie. Check this out. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about this. This is going to be really short. This hat maker yeah. thing was nuts, boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bonkers. So I'm in Target the other day. And you know, they have like, if you're, if you're around like where they have all the media stuff, the iPads and everything, like they have like the big, they have a big screen that kind of advertises like books and music and all of that. And Hatmaker yeah. comes up and this thing's massive. It's like yeah. a massive, like 10 by 20 foot screen. Right, she right, right. Up, she's like, hey, everybody, my name's Jen Hatmaker. You know, she starts that whole thing. And no, number one, I was shocked that that's what Hatmaker looks like. So this is like this big HD screen, which never makes anybody look great, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, but I was shocked because I'm like, okay, Hatmaker, that is not what you look like, you know, your, you know, your screenshot on Instagram or whatever it is, right? Like, didn't look like her at all. Yeah. Um, and by look like her at all, I mean, she looked way older than she looks like in her, like, you know, on her Instagram. Yeah. Know, 
and all that stuff. Anyway, so she made two comments about her new book, which is called like Fierce, Free and Wild or something like that. You know, sounds like the name of every one of her books, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She literally, boys, I'm not exaggerating. When Literally, I'm just looking at this thing and she made two comments which were so nuts to me. It was like, are you kidding me? She said this, she basically said, this, I believe, will be the most important book of your life. And number two, <laughs> I believe because of that, you can change the world. I mean, I'm like, no expectations, Jenny. I yeah. mean, this is the most important book in the world, and you will be. You will literally change the world. the world as a result of reading this. Well, if it's the most important book of the world in the world, you you literally should be able to change the world after reading it, right? Yeah, but that's I mean, right. I'm just thinking like, dude, uh, like, I would, I would actually, I, I don't actually think that's true. Even if it's the most important book in the world, you're still not going to change the world. Yeah, like just nope, not going to happen. So you, the second part just doesn't follow the first, even if the first is true, which I'm skeptical of. By <laughs> just a little, just a little skeptical. But Wait, I mean, so, so you're like, saying fierce and free isn't it's called like fierce and you know fierce free fierce and, free and full of fire i'm looking at it right there now. it is full of fire wild dude, and wild and fierce and at heart of now freedom. what piper is claiming on record is that this isn't the most important book ever written no no no, no i'm I, claiming I, that you will bold. not change the world i'm skeptical that it's the most important book. i think we all know without juking anybody i think we all know what the most important book in the world is right but I number we two, just juked but yes Yes. It's Jared C. Wilson's book, Satan, <laughs> actually. Wait, no? Was or our, is it, or, yeah. Or is it Jeremy C. Wilson's book that I'm guessing you're co-authoring? That I'm co-authoring, yeah, that we're working on right now, yeah. yeah. Which is why I got to get off this call. And just, just wait for it, man. He's going to do great things for your career, just like I did. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, the Wilsons are going to take us straight to the top, baby. But check it I, out. How I'm, do I become like CMO of the Wilson Co.? Dude, well, Ron's been working on that for years. Ask him. No, I don't market for anybody but Big R. Let's just be honest. <laughs> That's true. You don't even retweet the Happy Rant accounts. Yeah. So, you know, let's let's just, let's keep this real squared away. Baby, but, what uh, if, what if at Jared C wanted to like Yoda partner with you? What if he called you up and he's like, dude, I've been praying and thinking about this. I want to go partners with you and your Yoda work. Would you allow that? Or is Yoda I mean, like proprietary for you? I think it's a little more, I think that would be proprietary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because I, you know. I'm very, you know, I'm very critical of my phrasings, you know. Mm. Yeah, the Yoda, the Yoda stuff, you make it look easy, but it, that stuff doesn't write itself. Well, of course not. I mean, it's, but here's, okay, so hold on. Here's what I want to know. So, yeah, yeah. dude, you know, I, I get how marketing works and I even get how it works, even though I haven't done it on the scale that Hollis is at. Like, I get how yeah. it works on that scale. So yeah. in other words, like, you know, Hatmaker, Hall, like Hatmaker didn't come up with this. I think this is the most important book in the world. She was given that to say, like, I get that. That's not no, I think she hook. believes it. Yeah, no, but that's not to let her off the hook. It's just to say, like, that's a like to be able to stand there in front of the camera and say that with absolutely <laughs> no check inside. <laughs> to me, feels. I mean, to literally proclaim your book the most important book in the world. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh. I mean, we need to start doing this, you guys. I mean, like this, this is what I'm saying. This, I mean, I think we believe this, but this is the most important <laughs> podcast in. Well, I do believe it. Titling this episode "The Most Important Podcast." I'm writing it down right now, lest I Absolutely. forget what I believe. Uh, That's marketing goal. Episode yeah, of the most important podcast in dot the dot world. Dot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The dots are are big right well, that now. Dot dots confuse SEO, so we're not going to do that. Okay. Yeah, um, see, that's yeah, good no, marketing input from yeah, Pipe. Yeah, th start throwing random characters in there, and the internet gets confused. So that's I why mean, he's the in CMO. In the world, in the world, in the world, the entire world. Can we put history like, of the world? Like, uh, for Amy, like, have you? She just said in the world. Have you seen the copy on this thing, though? Can I read it out loud? Because I think Please. after I read these two I mean, paragraphs, you don't need permission, Big T. Just roll. Well, it. Yeah. I, I think you guys are going to be chasing a little bit, and you're going to understand why this is the. the <laughs> what are the you just saying? Our lives are going to be altered. You're, yeah, I think your lives are going to be altered us? by these two paragraphs. You're probably. preparing us right now, is what you're. I don't doing. know. I don't want to. I don't want to set the bar too high. Here we go. This is uh, this is official marketing copy on fierce, free, and full of fire. No more hiding or people pleasing, sisters. No more being sidelined in your own life. I feel so unheard. Yeah, well, <laughs> hang on, baby. There's With more. With that sister's thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It, I think right now you're a sister just in 
in terms of this. It is time for us to be brave, to claim our gifts and our quirks and our emotions. You are set free and set up. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. You are, you, are, you, are, you are set free and set up and set on fire. Like, do you want to be set on fire? I feel like that would be really painful. I really don't. It's never been the way I've wanted to die, boys. Well, Just, dude, there was that, there was this that is a hill, the, This is a Hillsong event. I mean, well, dude, do you remember is the there, Rage is Against there anything the Machine? In there about rivers? Because then we're certain it is. We got set on fire and rivers, and, rivers and stuff. Well, dude, I just can't get the image out of my head of that guy who like set himself on fire. You know what I mean? And that didn't look like a nice thing. Um, she's yeah, talking looked, about it, it like it's uncomfortable. It looked really uncomfortable to me. So, okay, here's, here's paragraph two. Are you with me, beloveds? Beloveds. Be- beloveds. <laughs> if we do this work on our own selves now, not only will we discover a life truly worth living, but we will free our daughters to rise up behind us with spine straight, heads up, and coated in our strength. <laughs> coated. I don't want to be coated in anything. Being like coated like ma- in like coated like the Matrix. No, no, no. Coated like C- oh, coated. C-O-A. I even said coated. I was like, that, yeah. Either one's problematic. You were thinking coated like it was the fact that you could use beloved. Beloveds is plural. Beloveds. And, and Piper, you were thinking coded in terms of like it's 2001 and there's just like numbers on the screen. Yeah, like like the yeah. big and brother I was has thinking, coded something into my C-O-D-E-D, brain. C-O-D-E-D, right. Yeah. But, but in this context, it's coated like like I'm standing there on stage and like yeah. she dumps like a, like a bucket of her strength like on me. Yeah, like I'm an M&M pre-color. Like yes. the, or like the, yeah, the Nickelodeon channel back in the yeah. day. Absolutely, yeah. Nickelodeon channel, like I'm coded in, in Jen Hatmaker's strength. This is amazing, boys. Dude, I'm in, dude. So now it doesn't surprise you that she said this is the this is the, the greatest book ever written. You know what I mean? The, well, dude, if if a book can set me on fire and coat me into her strength, I'm in. Like I'm just a thousand percent. You think the in. coating puts the fire out? I think the coating probably puts the fire out. I okay, think we're, this, so that you don't get burned by them. There's a logical <laughs> flow here that I'm I'm uh, I'm following now. I think the, uh, I think the, I think the coating is fireproof. Yeah, it's it's fireproof for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand the science behind all of it, boys. Do you think Jesus we're going to take the same? Do you think we're going to take the same heat as the Babylon Bee did? So, like when they used to make fun of <clears throat> the Hatmaker clan, they would uh, they would there was a lot of pushback. Do you think we're going to catch some heat no. this episode? Who does the push? Who, who does really the pushback? So. Uh, people who like her. Yeah, but nobody in our circles. I mean, you're not, a, you know, <laughs> nobody in our circles likes her. Yeah, we're, we're fine. And you farewell. know, what? farewell, Jimmy. What if we're coded in our own strength? You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, Jen Hatmaker is the greatest woman that has ever lived. Hey, who's the, who's hey, the greatest? Rachel, Rachel Hollis takes issue with that. Well, that's the thing. Who's the greatest marketer? If this was a marketing like cage fight, among Jen, those conceived by men, Jen Hatmaker. So they're they're basically there is the no same greater woman. They're basically the same person, right? Now, Piper, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they hitting the same demo? I mean, they're oh, basically hundred percent. Oh, one hundred. This is this so is are you 100- either. I think I think um, Hatmaker might be a little bit more unlike the "I'm with you in your flaws, sisters" kind of thing, yeah, you know, yeah. like piles of laundry and gritty life, and I'm not perfect, and and a little bit less unlike the the overt inspiration, but it's the yeah. same audience. So but, I mean, Hollis rich... is way bigger, though, right? Pipe. I mean, she sold way more books. Who's that? Hollis has done way better commercially than Hatmaker. Well, right? Hatmaker started in like. She's like the Bible study realm, like yeah, think like like, like Beth, Moore, right? Beth Moore Jr. Yeah. and then uh, and has now moved into this realm. Whereas Hollis just like cannonballed straight into the like every day of Friday, your best life now, girl, wash your face. Like they're kind of all the same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Fascinating, boys. Yeah, this is. It's really fascinating. Yeah, it really is, dude. So. If you if I'm a rich Nashville housewife, Piper, like who am I? Knowing what you know about me and my persona, am I going to be Team Hatmaker or Team Rachel Hollis? Hatmaker. Interesting. Why? Suss that out. Uh, because of the flair of genuineness 
that mm. that is missing from like even the people who are fooled by this will still think Hatmaker's a little bit more on the yeah. like one of us. She's, I mean, she's, she's more like she's wiser pipe, right? She would be a little more like the when, kind of sage like. Like she's she's a family person, so like she and her husband, like they 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 sort of raise their kids in a public manner, so people can kind of see what it looks like to have the ebb and flow of life and all this, you know, like the just there's there's a there's a touch of normalcy there. Uh, and if you'd been following her for a while, like you would probably be one of the, one of the hipster fans. So you're like, I was there before mm. she got big. I was there when she was writing Bible studies for Lifeway. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Lifeway. I, I realize you've tried to scrub that from memory. Still exists. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and so, you know, you'd be one of those and be like, man, I just I'm, I'm kind of tied to what kind of like the way you guys are with movies. Where like you go mm-hmm. back to the movies that were formative in like 1994 or 1987 yeah. or whatever, um, and it, you know, there'd be a touch of that. And this this flashy newcomer would be like intriguing, but not your jam. So you're you're saying essentially, I would be coded in Jen Hatmaker's strength <laughs> as opposed to like jumping up and down on a stage with Dave Hollis. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. I'm yeah, you're not jumping on any stages. Um, and yeah, I don't see you doing the coaching thing either. That doesn't. No. That doesn't strike no. me as likely. Yeah, me neither, man. Me neither. At the end of the day, we got to know our limitations. Boys, can I ask you a question about so COVID nineteen? This pandemic has it's created some weird. Wait, pandemic? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? It's created some weird like media consumption trends in our house. And I've got a question related to like a junior varsity version of Jen Hatmaker and Rachel Hollis, but I, I want to get to that in a minute. Um, but first, I want to talk about the fact that I think Netflix thinks we're Jewish. Um, KK's we all, obsessed. We all of us, or we you? No, and we. K? Yeah, me and Double K, because okay. she's obsessed with like anything related to like Jewish culture. So like, uh, we've watched every like Jew related thing on on Netflix and. It's it's been amazing by and large. We're watching this show right now called Shtissel, um, which is really yeah, it's incredible television. Does that it include really like is. Howard Weinstein movies, or is that was that his name? Harvey Harvey Weinstein movies. Harvey, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm, I'm talking like movies about like Orthodox like Jewish culture. So um, Netflix thinks we're Jewish. I've only listened to one song <laughs> since the beginning of the pandemic. Dreidel, dreidel, uh, dreidel. No, no, no. Have we talked about this? Have I gone into this? Yeah. No, it's it's by a crappy '90s band called Eve Six. Dude, oh yeah, I remember you. Eve Six. Yeah, you you were aware of Eve Six, and they had like three hits. But I've been listening to "Here's to the Night" by Eve Six. I probably listened to it 94 times, <laughs> and I've listened to no other music. I don't know what's going on there. So maybe, uh, wow, yeah, maybe the therapy session can. Maybe we can hit that too. Maybe like you do need that coaching. Like you do need that coaching with Dave. I need coaching with Dave Hollis, but. <laughs> KK has been listening to this podcast, and this is where the junior varsity Rachel Hollis thing comes in. Um, by this this Nashville woman called Annie F. Downs. Do you know who that is, Piper? I do. I've been on her podcast before. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so KK has been listening to this pod, and she co-hosts it with a guy. So it's some random guy. He's not married to to her. He's married to somebody else. Um, but he's got major vulnerability voice, right? So I'm listening to her listen to this and I'm kind of goofing on this guy's vulnerability voice and she's kind of defending this guy. Right. So we've, we've almost had stupid like marriage fights over this podcast <laughs> a couple times for like no reason. But, um, but it made me, it, it got us into this discussion about vulnerability voice and we set some more parameters on it. So it's almost always somebody aged like 35 or younger. So you don't get it above like age 35. And, and if you have any, like, dog in the social justice fight at all, or you're in, like, the humanities at all, if you're 35 or younger, it's almost a requirement to have vulnerability voice. Do you guys agree with me on that? I 100% agree. Okay. Pipe? I'm sorry. I 100% agree. See, that's <laughs> why it doesn't go. totally work when you do it, Ronnie, because you're just – you're far enough removed from 35 that you just – you sound a – you sound a little valley girlish, and the, the vulnerability voice is but a little different. Right. That's the origins of it, though. Yes, no, no, you're 100 percent right. But this is like Valley Girl 2.0. You're, you're it still, is, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I come from, I come from the valley, the valley origins of it. But it was, 
I mean, that is where it started. Yes. You come from the valley of the shadow of vulnerability. <laughs> the valley of the, the shadow of voices. Um, I, I think I do agree with you that, yeah, for under 35, in, in, that, in that space, you know, so anything inspirational, uh, yeah. yes, it is a requirement. Anything inspirational, anything. So, so here's my problem. And this is what I was, I was trying to convey to KK. I feel like being a man in the humanities, walking around without vulnerability voice, like I feel like a, just a caveman. You know what I mean? Like people are afraid of me. I'm walking around talking like this. Because you're actually making like statements that are like definitive. Well, dude, and, and yeah, just the, the just sort of the timber and the sound of my voice is is um, like threatening to people or unsafe sounding. So I don't know what to do with that in light of my career. I feel like I'm kind of at a crossroads, is what I'm saying, boys. It's yeah, it's it's true in different areas of ministry as well. Now, the more reformed you are, the more you can just bluntly say stuff. You and can sound people, like a dude. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's acceptable. Right. But yeah, there's there if if people just make statements in in the humanities and anything having to do with inspiration, leadership, coaching, if you just sort of make statements mm-hmm. and you don't you don't have the voice, which I'm not yeah. going to try to imitate. Um, Thank you. You're welcome to listeners and co-hosts. Um, yeah, I think you come off basically like a colossal jerk. That's the way mm-hmm. you're perceived, even if yeah, even if you you're just saying I think this is true. Yeah. So I mean, I I I guess I would come off as a colossal jerk most of the time, but um, yeah, I think I think the vulnerability voice is absolutely necessary. There's a it even comes into sports podcasts. So the majority no of the podcasts I listen to are sports podcasts, and sure. there's there's uh there's one part of the Ringer NBA Network. Okay. It's called the Mismatch. Yeah. Uh, which has one of my favorite hosts and then one of the guys who does this voice. And so even when he's talking about player development or his favorite rookie, he sounds like he's all in his feelings. <clears throat> and then yeah, the other guy has this real raspy voice and is like, dude, you're so full of crap. And it's great. It just uh-huh. <clears throat> they, they, it works well. But it, it makes its way into areas where it's just supposed to be analysis or argument or opinions and it, yeah, it just ruins things. Yeah. So I have a take on that too, Pipe. So for sports podcasts or sports shows, you can do vulnerability voice. Again, if you're under 35 and you have anything to do with analytics, uh-huh. you're almost, you almost have to do vulnerability voice. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, this is strange, man. It's, it's strange new territory. It's almost something, you know how people are using this pandemic to develop like side hustles and, you know, learn other languages. I feel like I need to, I need to develop vulnerability voice as a tool. You need like you know Rosetta I mean? Stone for vulnerability voice? I do. Somebody send me the CDs. So like I'm sure <laughs> they, they originated in Nashville. <laughs> the CDs. Like, send me the CDs for vul- how to learn vulnerability voice. Send me voice. the cassettes. I'll take those. Send me the cassettes, the eight tracks. Um, and I, we got a, a couple couple more months left of this quarantine, I'm sure. I, I need to spend it using uh, the, those tools to learn vulnerability voice. Um, and I'm going to debut it next fall, dude. Uh, as I teach my classes, I'm I'm no longer going to be a savage caveman, you know, Neanderthal like I am now. I'm going to come fall. in there. Wow. Yeah, next fall, baby, I'm going to throw some vulnerability boys at them. Yeah, big, man. your students don't have no clue what they're. In, dude, in please school. believe. Yeah, their minds are going to be blown. <clears throat> this is next so level I, teaching stuff for me. Ted, at the risk of stepping on a marital landmine, which yeah, no. uh, If I'm going to, please warn me. I've already stepped on all of them, so you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, but I'm about to step on one in your marriage. Um, what exactly was your wife saying to defend this fellow using okay. this voice on this podcast? So, so here's, the, here's the thing I love about my wife. And she is a diehard listener to the program, by the way. She listens to every minute of every episode that we do. And she right, loves that's us. why I stated that question with great respect yeah. on top of the fact that you are married to her and love her very much, and so she deserves respect anyway. And I appreciate that. So my wife and I, like our, our, our Venn diagrams in terms of like personality, interest, it's almost complete overlap, right? We're very similar people. However, she's got, she's got a little bit of like <laughs> the, the Bernie, Bernie Sanders ethos in her that I don't share. And uh, <laughs> every, every once in a while... <laughs> And dude, she would be the first to admit it, right? She would be the first to admit it. 
every once in a while that comes out. And honestly, like, I love that about her. I do. Um, if she, you gotta if she suss was like, that out a little bit, Big T. What do you mean she has a little? Well, little dude, burning. she's just she's just a little more on the like socialist, like social justice tip. And I don't want to impugn her. I don't want all the angry like "don't tread on me" type dudes to come out of the woodwork and and finger wag me about it. Yeah, but, no, they're but, already coming out. It's done. So well, just yeah, yeah, it's done. Boy, I if mean, we haven't run is... them off by now, what have we been doing for the last six years? <laughs> dude, that yacht has sailed. Believe me, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, she's just got a little, she's got a little bit of that ethos. And, and to, to be honest, I dig it, you know, but, but I don't necessarily share those, those beliefs with her. So whenever I make fun of people like that, because I can't help myself, because I feel like, I'll, okay, so I feel like a lot of people who kind of wave that around, they're doing it because they want to be viewed in a certain way. And, and dude, this is all, this is all sort of jaundiced by the fact that I, I work with college students and 95% of what they do is for persona. Um, so I hear this dude kind of swinging his vulnerability voice around on this podcast and talking about what a sensitive sweetheart he is. And, and I can't help but make fun of it a little bit, you know, and then, a, and then a fight starts and like, I'm the bad guy. Um, but I, I think I am probably the bad guy, you know, but I just can't help myself. You guys, that's, that's another thing I need tapes for. I need like a, I need cassettes about how to not make fun of certain people. And um, maybe I'll use those too. Yeah, we just won't have a show after that. That's kind of the rub. That's, that's kind of the, that's that's the, the rub. rub Ted, can can yeah. I can I give can I throw out a well let, let's let's do coaching with our uh, our our chief do stuff officer here for a moment. Let's do it. I've learned something about not making fun of people. Okay. Uh, and I'm not very good at not making fun of people, as listeners will know. Mm-hmm. But as I've as I've traveled my journey, this is me being vulnerable without the voice. Yeah. Um, there journey? have been times when it's just been it, it. I just have not been able, you know, due to trying to not get fired, for example, to make mm-hmm. fun of people who I would like to make fun of. Yeah. And I've learned that if you just don't say anything about those people for mm-hmm. like a year, yeah, you realize after a while, oh, I, they don't matter to me. Yeah. And they don't matter in my life. Like they matter as mm-hmm. people, but <clears throat> my interaction towards them just, it just doesn't need to exist. And s- there's a certain amount of freedom in that. You also feel like you're missing out sometimes because there's some great opportunities that you have to pass up. But yeah, yeah just, just sitting it out works yeah. if you do it consistently for a long time. That's how I survived working in the Southern Baptist Convention for yeah. six years. Dude, just not like sitting no- it out for six years. No sarcasm here. That is that is really good advice, and I need to I need to get better at sitting things out, man. I truly do, and um, and I, I have no beef with this podcast. So you know, if, if that guy is listening or Annie F Downs even is listening, like I have no, I have no beef with that. I have no issue, and I'm, I'm glad a re- she's a really good podcast host and interviewer. She's uh, she just like she asks good questions. She actually does her research beforehand. She's a she's fun to. Ha- I mean, I Dude, think now it's- how. What's that? How close is how close is she to hitting that like Rachel Hollis gin hat maker level? Like, is is that within reach for her ever? Uh, I don't even think she's going for that. She's mm-hmm. she leans on that. You know, she's very positive and encouraging and inspirational. But she's yeah. she's she's much more overtly committed to a local church. Yeah, biblical, uh, and and without sort of the like hat maker went on the the route that you kind of anticipate, which is where you start to see some things loosen up in terms of biblical convictions. And then they get to the place where there's just sort of an open handedness about all things biblical. Um, and that's not the case with, with Annie Downs. She's, you know, she's a, she's much more committed. So I don't, I don't even think that's what she's chasing. She's going to be more in the, I don't know. I don't know. Like a, a less reformed, uh, like she's going to be in the Lifeway women type of thing where like very biblically faithful but not like a theological scholar type got you got you yeah that helps that helps a lot so does she have books yeah she's written a few i haven't read any of them because i'm not a a woman i'm not really in the target audience but well i don't like to assign those gender labels that that yeah i don't either because i primarily read women's books so thank you yeah that feels a little close that's close that thing you know yeah i'm gonna need to log off after that i don't know if i can (laughs) Sorry, well, I my my apologies, guys. I didn't realize I I was I was speaking in in um. Well, you're basically just respectful a, categories and stereotypes. You're a caveman, essentially. You might as well be mm-hmm. swinging a club. 
but you know, we Gosh, I would have never thought that about pipe. Would you have big T? That's so disappointing. That's so disappointing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. We need to shame him for it. Um, That's but right. it, far, far be I live it. on Twitter. I get shamed all the time. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Well, far be it from us boys um, to, to get too deep into shaming Piper uh, because we have business to conduct. And this is primarily a business podcast. This is a for-profit venture. Um, and Piper, you have a sponsor to tell us about. So why don't you do that? I do. And I have, I have a sponsor to share with us as well as a request for this sponsor in light of our conversation today. So okay. the sponsor is Ooh. the Dwell app. It's an mm-hmm. audio Bible app, so available on all mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if, you, uh, if you're looking for a different way to get into scripture, Dwell is a great option. Um, multiple readers, multiple reading plans, different Bible versions. They have male readers and female re- readers. Sorry if that, that triggers you. Oh my yeah. gosh. Here again. we are back again. Uh, yeah. I did it Here again. we are with that. Wow. Sorry, guys. They have readers of various genders. Better? Better. Okay. Um, As well as various uh, cultural and ethnic backgrounds who bring different cultural flares to their reading. How's that? Did I I do that in a way that was not? That was just impressive, Pipe. Okay, cool. Um, But if you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, dwellapp.io slash happy rant, they have it set up to give... uh, our listeners or anybody who goes there, a 33% discount on the subscription. There is a cost to the app, but it comes out to less than two bucks a month. And uh, so it's very affordable. And then they continue to build out their features and uh, bring in new narrators and different things so that the the experience doesn't get stale. Uh, Here's my request for Dwell uh, to those who are listening from Dwell. And we know at least a couple of you like the show. Would you do a vulnerability voice Song of Solomon reading, please. Oh, yes. We can suggest some narrators if you need them. My guess is you know a thousand sub 35 people (laughs) who could do it. So a vulnerability voice Song of Solomon would be delightful. Well, you know, I'm willing to do a little Gen X Valley Boy on that one. (laughs) (laughs) A little voice work. Ron's available. So, all right, guys, I I think I jumped the gun on that. I I picked Song of Solomon because it amused me, but... Yeah. Is there a different book of the Bible that would be better to have in vulnerability voice from Dwell? Well, dude, I think you take the most violent Old Testament book of the Bible and you get it read in vulnerability voice. And then all of a sudden, like Isaiah, as yeah, then say. all oh, yeah. of a sudden you've got a man, judges would be would be strong. You get like tent pegs through the head and fat well, guys yeah, getting stabbed and tent pegs through the head. Like fat guys getting stabbed. You just um, add like you just you have to add you have to add a little though too. You have to add like an I guess. That guy's getting stabbed. I guess. Yeah, like a, like it's a question mark. Kind I mean, of. like maybe he got stabbed. Ten pegs. To yeah. me. To me. Yeah. You start yeah. start a lot of sentences with that. Yeah. To yeah. me. So what you're saying, Piper, is that we would get the Book of Judges in a in a in a way that would be palatable to. Men under the age of 35 who are probably in the humanities, then they could, they could listen to judges in a way that would not be an affront to them. Let's I think this out. Is, I think it would also be men under the age of 35 whose social media profiles describe them as things like creatives. Creatives, uh, storytellers. Storytellers, use multiple right. hashtags perhaps. Activists. Um, use, they, wear a lot of, they wear a lot of low profile flat brim hats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ro- and you know, those Kristen Kluck. What's yeah, that? and my wife. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so getting into a fight over this episode. Well, you can tell us about that next app if this. Well, is- yeah, dude. Should I change content? my phone number so she can't text me and yell at me about this? Exactly, dude. I'm I'm just gonna send her to you. You know what, though, I don't even care. Send KK to me. I, I'd love I'd love a little back and forth, man. That'd you guys awesome. are instigators. Yeah. That's your that's your that's it. your problem. Absolutely. But uh, Pipe, that was a great promo read. That as was always. a great I, promo. And I think it's a great, um, this is a great way forward for Dwell. So I feel like we need a piece of the action on, uh, they, they should have a special landing page, dwellapp.io slash vulnerability voice. And anybody who signs up for the platform through that, um, we get an additional piece of the action. Why? Because we're helping build their empire, Big T? Is that what you're well, saying? Well, yeah, dude. We're doing marketing. I mean, that's the nature of a sponsorship. We're doing like marketing on their behalf. Too. Well, yeah, dude. Very <laughs> yeah. Strong. Strong. Yeah. yeah. Very strong. See? It's it already comes working. Out naturally. That, that's, you don't even have to put that on. It's just there. 
Do, are you saying I don't even need the Rosetta Stone tapes for? I don't even know if you do. Yeah, wow. I don't think you do. I think they're there. I think they're built in. They just need I, to be unleashed again. In you. I kind of want them though. I just want to have them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want them in my. I want them in my tape collection. So when people come over and they look at my tapes, wow! Well, look uh, at those beautiful Rosetta Stones. They look mint, big. Dude, these are these are first edition Rosetta Stones. Look at the wrapping still on them. You've never. Yeah, it's the original pressing. Yeah, yeah. I got those at at Musicland in 1993. Um, yeah, no, that would be uh, that would be great to have. So if anybody has Rosetta Stone vulnerability voice tapes, you know where to find me. Um, Boys, this has been uh, it's been good radio. We've wandered it's been not twenty four minutes. It's been longer than twenty four minutes. How long have we gone? We've gone about an hour here. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty close. Yeah. So, uh, dude, that's just that's that's crumbling. Hollis, yeah. All everybody we disagree with and don't like. We're coded in her strength right now. I think. Yes, C O D E D. I I think I need to be coded. I feel mostly aflame right now. Well, wow. dude, you know what I want to do. <laughs> I want to coat our listeners in radio strength. And um, I think that's really like a benediction. Yeah, right. I'm holding my hands out right now. Now to him who is able. To him who is able. No, dude, that's blasphemous. I take that back. Uh, It is. I fear for your soul right now, too. Who does our post production work? To to she who is able. Is that still blasphemous? No. Man, we're jumping a lot of sharks, right? A lot of theological sharks right now. Well, dude, my issue is, I don't know if I have the power to coat our listeners in radio strength, but, but I want them to know that's where my heart is, right? what if, That's what, what I'd if like the, to do. What if the three of us, like, is it a, do we have like a combined power? Is there a... We do. I feel like know, we're superheroes coding people in radio strength. That's our... Yeah, plans. the Wonder Twins, but three of us. Yeah. We combine not to be Captain Planet, but to coat our listeners in radio power. I feel like that's a, that's a, that could be a Megan Tennant uh, original work of art. The three of us coding, coding our listeners in radio power. I don't know. Wow. Um, it is really down, it's PG. really down to like geeky nerd level right now. No, I don't want to tell anybody what to do, but that's a, that's a picture I would love to see. I'm just saying for myself. Boys, we've done what we always do in this program in that we have wandered to and fro throughout these topics. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Thank you.